0: Hey, everybody. We're back with Trashy Breakups. My name is Stacy. Hey, friends. I'm Alicia. Excited to be back with a Trashy Breakup today. Our Wednesday
1: feed drop. We have a good one today. We have a much requested one today. Yep. Technically not a trashy divorce per se. It's a little adjacent. But we're going to say you say me today. Using a little Lionel Richie song to talk about Jessica Lang.
0: Actress extraordinaire.
1: Actress extraordinaire, artist extraordinaire. She's had an extraordinary life that is such a tremendous blend of her own creativity and female autonomy. She's a she's a badass. Let's talk about her. Okay. Jessica Phyllis Lane was born April 20th, 1949 in Cloquet, Minnesota. Third of four kids. Cloquet. Cloquet.
0: Friends, if we're not pronouncing... Cities correctly, please let us know. I looked up the pronunciation on the internet. It's probably right.
1: C-L-O-Q-U-E-T. But locals may say it a different way. I mean... It's like Alabama and Talladega, mm, Talladega. mm -hmm. If you're local, you're going to say it one way. You're not if you're not. Yep. Anyway. Cloquet is what the internet has verified for me. Minnesota. Jessica's the third of four kids. As a kid, her family moves around a lot. Her dad changes jobs a bunch. This is also added to dad's alcoholism Mm. and volatility. Mm. So not great.
0: Not a great childhood.
1: The thing that really bugs Jessica, she's always the new kid in school Mm -hmm. because they move so frequently. So she begins her sort of creative escape through reading and drawing, which is great. She will find she loves the novel Gone with the Wind. She reads it a lot. Then she sees the movie Holy cat. She begins reenacting her favorite scenes back in her bedroom. Escapes through acting. This is her first escape through acting, but I don't think it's going to, it definitely won't be the last. (laughs) Jessica, in an effort to please dad, excellent student. In 1963, she will attend Detroit Lakes High School. She doesn't really participate in many school activities. She's still really focused on art and reading and her grades. And she is convinced in her junior year to try out for the school play called Love Rides the Rails. Choo-choo! She's cast in the lead role. And oh boy, all that practice in her bedroom yep. is paid off. And she realizes she really likes acting. So this experience gets her to feel a little bit more at home at her Detroit Lakes High School. And opens her up. She begins to make friends. And then... Her family decides to move back to Cloquet, Minnesota, Hmm. like just as she's finding a groove. Right. So it's not great. She's back in Cloquet. She'll write for the school newspaper. She'll keep up her reading and her grades. But good Lord, she knows as soon as she is done with high school, she is getting the hell out of small town life. It is not for her. She wants out. And she's going to do that by going to college. So in 1966, Mm -hmm. Jessica is going to win an art scholarship to the University of Minnesota. Great. But here at the University of Minnesota, her life will change forever. 1968, Jessica has met and fallen in love with a 24-year-old visiting photographer, Francisco Grande. His friends call him Paco. To Jessica, whoa. Worldly, knowledgeable, different. Sure. Foreign artist. Mysterious. She's swooning, swoons. And after a few months together, 19-year-old Jessica drops out of college to go follow Paco Grande on his big adventure. Not only did she escape Cloquet to get to the bigger city, she's leaving the bigger city to start seeing the world. This is actually extraordinary. So Jessica and Paco leave school. They travel throughout the United States and Europe. They start in New York City. They stay at the Chelsea Hotel with every other aspiring artist, right? right? Staying at the Chelsea at that time. Next, they go to Spain where they live in the Flamingo culture until they decide to drive a motorcycle to Amsterdam and hang out. That's pretty fun. Then they head to
0: Paris to hang out with all the Bohemians. Hmm. Pretty cool. This is yeah, sort of the trip of a lifetime. But the money runs out, and
1: the couple will come back to the United States. But they're not ready to end their adventure, so they decide to go on a two-year cross-country road trip, living out of Paco's van.
0: All right, every parent's dream for the child.
1: late sixties. Yeah, riding around in a van, kid, yeah. through the world. Okay. So here, Jessica is going to meet some photographer. Like yeah, <laughs> right. A lot of Paco's friends within the film community, which will continue to spark her interest in the arts. Bad times, though. In 1970, Paco gets busted for marijuana. His lawyer has a great idea. Hey, you want to look a little bit better for your court date, a little bit more stable, a little bit more favorable? Why don't you and Jessica get married? Because that'll impress the judge. And they return to Minnesota. And on July 29th, 1970, Jessica and Paco
0: marry at her parents' home. Again, every parent's... Oh, you've been arrested. Oh. For pot. Absolutely. Let's do this. Marry my daughter
1: so you can have an easier court sentence. Judges love that. Well, I mean, it does work out okay. The newlyweds will move to New York, and they're eventually going to settle into the Soho art community. Jessica really likes being with Paco and his artist friends, but... She's really missing her own art. So she'll return to her painting. She'll join a modern dance troupe. But even that isn't satisfying her creative needs. And then it all changes when she sees Marcel Carnes' film, Children of Paradise. And Jessica has a new goal, which is she has decided that she wants to study miming. What? She wants to be a mime. Are you kidding me? No. Okay. So in 1971, the age of 21, she takes the $300, every th- every bit of money she has. Jessica's going to move alone to Paris to study mime with the renowned miming instructor Etienne De Croix. She leaves her marriage undefined, up in the air. I have to follow my passion for miming. I mean, okay. In Paris, she trains intensely. She works as a street actor. She loves being alone. After two years, though, Jessica, woman on a creative mission, feels limited
0: by the miming. Well, she's been trapped in a box for two years. She wants to get out of the box and explore Mm -hmm. other types of art. Sure. Speaking roles, even.
1: (laughs) Well, her two years of education with Etienne Ducro sparks a powerful interest in acting. So she'll go back to New York in 1973 to pursue a film career. Jessica and Paco briefly get together when she comes back, but it's obvious that the, the thrill is gone.
0: The the fire
1: has dampened. But they go their separate ways, which is fine. Like, neither one of them is crying over the demise. Like, they're both pretty free-spirited, but they don't get a divorce. Jessica's a free spirit. She doesn't need to have any paperwork. Nothing validates her. In- like, our feelings validate or invalidate the relationship. I'm not going to worry about sure. a divorce and had the lawyer in his previous possession charge not recommended they get married they never would have gotten married anyway so Jessica's like ah pesky paperwork i'm on have you heard about my miming acting
0: career i'm huge in the fourth arrondissement <laughs> <laughs> she's just such a nonconformist like it is a different
1: type of american female archetype mhm So back in New York City, Jessica is going to wait tables to pay her rent. She's trying to break into acting. She will get a contract with Wilhelmina Models. But modeling is unfulfilling. Kind of like Sybil Shepard. Like, it's just, okay. She'll enroll as a student at the Herbert Berghoff Acting Studio. And she really begins to study and focus on acting. In 1975. Really uh, famous Hollywood guy, Dino. De Laurentiis, and he's looking to cast his female lead in his remake of King Kong. He wants an unknown blonde, and boy, he likes Jessica Lange. She's offered the part with a six-figure, seven-year contract. So off she goes to Hawaii to begin filming with co-star Jeff Bridges. King Kong will change her life. Enormous media coverage. Enormous publicity campaign. But it doesn't really change her life for the better. She doesn't really like the image that she has in the movie. The image she has in the movie. She doesn't want to be a dumb blonde. Mm -hmm. Which is what De Laurentiis is making her into being. So the movie is released and the reviews are terrible. I was
0: going to say, I'm not sure I was aware that they had done a remake of King Kong in the 70s. 75, yeah. So. Well, Jessica's dismissed as mm a, quote, Talentless model turned actress, unquote. Because Faye Ray is who made that role. Correct. Famous, Back in right? the 20s, right. Yeah. So, hmm.
1: But it's her first acting role. And she's been perceived as a dumb blonde. The, rev- the reviews are brutal. So she's afraid her acting career is over. Like, it just started and it's over. And what, a- is Jessica going to give up? No, Probably. she is oh, not. okay. Okay. No. no she's not going to give up, but she will find another lover. So in 1976, at a party given by Dino De Laurentiis, she will meet famed Russian ballet dancer... Uh-oh.
0: ...Mikhail Baryshnikov. hmm Say you, say me. Some bells are ringing. Oh, oh God.
1: Sh- they hit it off. They quickly fall in love. Their relationship is passionate and tempestuous. When they'd argue, Jessica would get frustrated with Mikhail because he'd pretend he couldn't understand what she was saying because you're speaking English and I speak Russian. He's touring a lot as well. So time apart doesn't go great, but it soon becomes pretty obvious that their relationship is committed but not exclusive. One of her good <coughs> friends uh-huh. describes the romances. Open in the don't ask, don't tell sort of way. Okay. Which, I I mean... The two of them in their worldwide travels... Yeah. Artistic dance, they're meeting yeah. good-looking, stimulating people all over the world. They're both
0: going to have their fair share of affairs. And they are themselves attractive and stimulating people, so...
1: But it's fine. They don't... Don't ask, don't tell. Whatever, you... But when we're in town together, we'll do what we do. But in 1981, Jessica announces that she's pregnant with Baryshnikov's bebe. The press is still like, hey, Jessica, aren't you still married to Paco Grande? Jessica's like, "Nah, whatever, I'll get around to it. She does not feel the need to file for divorce before the baby's born. In March of that year, 1981, Jessica will have a daughter, and she's a dedicated parent. I want you to have as normal of a life as possible. So Jessica's going to take baby and move back to Minnesota where she builds a home. And when roles would come up that Jessica wants to take, she and the baby move to Hollywood or wherever the movie's being filmed and then go back to Minnesota in their free time. That's kind of fascinating. King Kong, as we mentioned, King Kong, it's going to take her a little while to rebuild her career. In 1979, she will have a fling with Bob Fossey and will make a brief appearance as the angel of death in his musical, All That Jazz. She is racking up. Jessica Lange, no. The roles. Nobody telling her what to do besides her own inner spirit. The angel of death and mm. All That Jazz does not reignite her career. No, I would think but, that would be a bit of a downer. I mean. Probably having an affair with Bob Fosse was fun. Yeah. Imagine those positions. Anyway, she continues auditioning for roles in Hollywood. But much to her disappointment, other actresses are just getting roles, but she's not going to give up. In 1980, Jessica Lange and Dino De Laurentiis mutually agree to cancel her contract. She's like, I would rather not work than do any more of these King Kong dumb blonde roles but she'll catch the break that she's looking for when Jack Nicholson casts her as Cora in his 1981 movie remake of The Postman Always Rings twice. Jessica rave reviews and suddenly her career back on track. So back on track that her next two roles are also great successes and she will earn Academy Award nominations for both in 1982 Jessica will star as Frances Farmer in the movie Frances, earning her an Oscar nod for Best Actress. She will also star in Tootsie, earning her the Oscar for Best Supporting Actress that year. But we got to get to the trashy. In 1982, Jessica Lange will fall for her Frances co-star, Sam Shepard. I mean, that's easy, easy to see. So easy to see. She's drawn to his intelligence and talent and earthiness. They're both from the Midwest. They have a lot in common. Sam will grow up in Illinois and works on a ranch as a teenager. Talented actor. He's also a Pulitzer Prize winning playwright, having won the award for his play, Buried Child, in 1979. Sam is going to go on to be nominated twice more for future plays that he'll write in 1983, 1984, respectively. Also nominated for an Academy Award for best supporting actor Sam was in 1983 for his role in one of your family's favorites The Right Stuff.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That was on a lot, yeah. Yeah. Jessica still not divorced. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: just as the just as the romance is heating up between Jessica and Sam Shepard, Jessica's going to get sued. Finally now, for divorce from her long-estranged husband, Paco Grande. He's losing his eyesight, and he would like a little bit of alimony, please.
0: Mm. Oh, that's terrible for a photographer.
1: Yeah, it's not good. Yeah, Jessica will agree to pay an undisclosed amount to Paco. The court sides with him. But finally, (laughs) in the early 80s, she's finally free, finally divorced, even though the relationship ended... Many, many moons ago. Jessica Lange and Sam Shepard will have two children together. They will stay together nearly 30 years wow. in their relationship, but they never marry. They have a daughter who's born in 1986, a son born in 1987. So years later, Jessica's going to tell Vanity Fair in 1991. When it started, it was never with the intention that we were going to run off, live together, have a family, do all these Regular things. It was just this unbelievably passionate love affair. But then we just couldn't give it up. Okay, here's the trashy part. (laughs) This is regarding her breakup with Mikhail Barishnikov, Because she's still with him. And carrying on with Sam Shepard. I mean, for a bit, I'm sure. Okay. She will continue in telling Vanity Fair. When Sam and I ran off together, Misha didn't know we were living separately I knew he was living with Lisa, a woman he was having an affair with. Even though I knew they weren't living together, that had been fairly recent. But it still came as a great shock when I told him I was in New Mexico with Sam. All the stuff Misha and I had done before, having affairs, he had his share, much more so than I, was very European. You're with somebody else or have some kind of minor dalliance or whatever, that's acceptable as long as you know where your home is and who your partner is. The fact that he or I was having an affair didn't alter our relationship. We were still together. But when I called Misha and said I was living with somebody else, that was the ultimate betrayal. He just hung up the phone and we didn't speak again for two years.
0: Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. Even with a daughter between them. Wow.
1: She'll continue. It was a painful situation for all of us. I would never want to go through that again. Still. Jessica says they had no choice. Sam and I were so much in love, so wild about each other and being together. We were absolutely inseparable. We couldn't even go to the grocery store without each other. She says, breaking into a smile. So what is it about Sam Shepard that flips her life? Whoa, upside down. To anyone who saw Sam Shepard turn gum chewing into an art form in The Right Stuff, Jessica Lang's answer is not surprising. He's a great man, a natural man, which is rare. I've been with a lot of men and I've known a lot of men. You know I've had romances with what you'd call famous men and none compares to Sam in terms of his maleness. <laughs> By all accounts, the almost 30-year relationship between Jessica Lang and Sam Shepard was very passionate, but also very tumultuous. Sam Shepard will tell the Guardian in 2010, I mean, we have long periods of relative calm, but then, you know, we're definitely an incredible match, but, you know, not without fireworks. Although at this point, you know, she's the only woman I could live with. Who could live with me? What other woman could put up with me? He goes on to tell the Guardian, I've never known her ever to lie about anything. And I couldn't say that about myself, about anybody. Men lie all the time. Whereas Jessica has this absolute honesty. I think it's a direct quality of the Midwest of that background that she's from. I'd never met anybody like her. She was astounding. One of the great things about her aside from her natural beauty, which was
0: remarkable was her humbleness. So, so so 30 years together,
1: 30 years together. mm, Sam Shepard will admit to his friend, Johnny dark, uh, he there's a collection of letters from nineteen seventy two to twenty eleven that he writes. Sam says he once proposed to Jessica Lang in the corniest way possible, but that his quote horrible bouts of drinking and bad behaviors eventually lead to their breakup almost 30 years later. He will also write in those letters about his terrible sadness that consumed him after he left his first wife and son for Jessica Lang. Wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The letters are published by the University of Texas in 2013. It is in a book called Two Prospectors The Letters of Sam Shepard and Johnny Dark. So they had become friends after the actor wrote 1967's Forensic and the Navigators. Shepard marries Johnny Dark's stepdaughter, actress O'Lan Jones, in 1969, and they have a son the next year. But even after Sam leaves his stepdaughter for Jessica Lang. They continue to exchange letters for another four decades. Wow. Isn't that remarkable? It it is. It's just this brutally honest sort of men having brutally honest letter exchanges. There's another handwritten letter dated March 1983 where Sam will explain he was sometimes overcome with a terrible sadness that seizes me completely when he thinks about the family he left behind. The thing that hurts me most is knowing I abandoned everyone, that I ran off and left everyone high and dry. Despite his remorse about leaving his family, for Jessica Lang, he wrote to Johnny Dark that his passion for Jessica made the hard decision worth it. I love this woman in a way I can't describe. In a little bit more brutal honesty, Shepard will admit in 2004, that he'll sabotage his relationship with Jessica Lang with drinking and bad behaviors. They know they're not as happy, but they decide to stay together for the sake of their kids. For her part, Jessica Lang will tell AARP the magazine I wouldn't call Sammy easygoing and funny, but everybody has their dark side. He always does it with a dark sense of humor. Hmm. The couple. Doesn't separate until about 2009. They will not acknowledge it publicly until 2011.
0: Hmm. That's a long run, though. I. That's a long run. And when you that's find communal. the fireworks, when you
1: know, you know.
0: Yeah, 30 years, even if it's tumultuous. Like, that's quite a relationship. You find the fireworks. It's the Zaza Zoom.
1: <laughs> Jessica Lange, unlike a lot of other women in Hollywood, is really having a tremendously successful career after the age of 60. Back in 2009, she was cast and did a fantastic job as Big Edie in the HBO miniseries, Gray Gardens. Awesome. That role will earn her a best supporting actor, Golden Globe and a primetime Emmy award. Jessica talented, creative, pretty awesome. Going to follow that up with four straight Golden Globe and primetime Emmy nominations For her role in American Horror Story. 2011, 2012, 2013, 2014. Right, right. She won the Primetime Emmys for American Horror Story in two of those years. 2012 and 2014. She will also win the Screen Actors Guild Award in 2011 for American Horror Story. She's nominated for the Primetime Emmy and Screen Actors Guild Award again in 2017 for Feud, Betty and Joan. And again for both awards in 2019 for American Horror Story apocalypse 2012 to 2017 jessica's nominated for the critics choice award for her work in american horror story and feud bet and joan she'll win in 2014 and as if all of that on screen is not impressive enough jessica lang will star on broadway and also win a tony award for best leading actress for long day's journey in tonight in 2016
0: I feel like mime school really paid off here. <laughs> <It>
1: really did. <laughs> Jessica will also star in the popular Netflix series The Politician in 2019. I have watched a little bit of that. She likes to hook up with what's his face, that
0: guy who don't, does all those. Don't even. Doesn't Martina Navratilova play Gwyneth Paltrow's love interest on that? I, anyway, I need to watch more of that. I started that on a. I started it too and never finished. Recommendation mm-hmm. and did not. Did not get as far as I should have, clearly. Is that Ryan Murphy? That's that guy's name. Okay. And Brad Falchuk is his partner, who's married
1: to Gwyneth Paltrow. Yes. See, it all spiderwebs. It all all loops. Okay. To the sad part of the story, Sam Shepard will die in 2017, at the age of 73, from complications from ALS. 50-year career, though, as a successful actor, director, screenwriter, playwright, and author, father of three kids. Sam is with his family at his home in Kentucky when he passes away. His funeral and burial are private. His death is met with tremendous sadness in Hollywood and those who know him. A lot of tributes and very kind words about Sam Shepard. Jessica, for her part, continues to be one of the most successful and busy actresses in Hollywood, even at the age of 72. She's a
0: badass. Mm -hmm.
1: Proud mom and grandma. Spends most of her time with her family. It's kind of cool. She's always an artist, always creative. In addition to her acting, she's been an avid photographer forever and will continue to enjoy photography throughout her life. She had a long-lasting exhibition of her photography from 2019 to 2020. The exhibition was called Highway 61. And in her own description, Jessica Lang will say these photographs are a chronicle of what remains and what has disappeared. It has a long memory, Highway 61. It's been a lot of years since Jessica Lange was dismissed as a talentless blonde beauty in King Kong, but redeems herself on screen and stage many times over and becomes one of the most respected talents of her time. Her career resurgence at this stage in her life is Mm -hmm. fantastic, maybe Mm -hmm. a little unparalleled. Jessica Lange beats the odds. Badass. I have female autonomy. I'm a creative woman living my own existence, and nobody's taking that from me. Finally got out of that box.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know if you know that she had a miming career once upon a time. That is fascinating. Mm -hmm. Like, I wonder what specifically her thought process was. And, like, what I must do now is go to Europe and attend mime school. (laughs) Fascinating. Bad breakups. didn't speak for 2 years. Yeah, to the father of her daughter. That's that's rough. Misha, that's on you. <laughs> I mean, I know I'm living with another woman, but you're, you're not allowed to do it to me. How dare
1: you? Friends, thanks everybody for tuning in. That is the trashy breakup saga of Jessica Lang. I love her. She's
0: pretty fantastic. Yeah. No, she is Quite fantastic. It's great to see. Like, I know Jean Smart picked up two Emmy nominations for her work this mm-hmm. year. Like, it is great to see. Talented women. These women. Yep. All different ages. Just killing it. Love it. Trashy divorces applaud you. And all your trashy breakups. <laughs> that too.
1: Thanks, everybody, for tuning in, spending your time with us today. That's Trashy Breakups for Wednesday. We'll be back on Sunday. With well, another round of Trashy Divorces. Yes,
0: we will. Oh, that's a good one this week. I think so? It's sad. We'll see. It's sad, yeah. Sad and trashy. Tragic and trashy. Like you like them.
1: <laughs> thanks again, y'all. Until we talk again, keep your hands clean. Keep those hearts trashy. Big love. Have a great week. Bye. Bye. And thanks to you for listening. Trashy Divorces is a Hemlock Creatives production created and produced right here in Atlanta, Georgia by us, Stacy and Alicia.